You are listening to Oliver Dixon on the Station of the Year. 13 minutes after 10 o'clock, you're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. The Israeli Defense Force is gearing up for a ground invasion. What, what difference would that be? What's the motivation for specifically a ground invasion in this instance? Uh, but is there any sort of deterrence that is coming into play that can force or at least uh, incentivize a de-escalation in the armed battle between uh, the Israeli Defense Force and Hamas upon the people of Palestine? Joining me for this conversation is journalist, uh, independent journalist in uh, based in Israel, uh, Jonathan Schwartz. Jonathan, good evening and thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. What, what Good evening, this, Oliver. Glad to be with you. What does the Israeli Defense Force imagine to be the impact of a ground invasion as opposed to airstrikes, continuous airstrikes, as they have 6,000 bombs and counting over the last 10 days? Right. The purpose of the airstrikes is to soften up, uh, so to say, the, the uh, Hamas as much as possible to ensure that uh, there will be less resistance when the ground forces finally enter. There will be a ground for an, an invasion, a ground invasion. It's a matter of, of uh, unless something radically changes and some uh, joker, uh, you know, jumps out of the pack. It's a matter of when, not if. The, what's delaying it at the moment is the current prisoner exchange. Yesterday, uh, Hamas released two, uh, prison, two, two uh, prisoners, uh, captives, women, a mother and daughter, who were uh, who are American citizens as well. Uh, today, uh, a f- about an hour or two ago, two more captives were released. Two women. It's unclear whether they too have dual citizenship or not. This is still unclear. And as long as there is a chance that the negotiations that are going via Qatar will uh, will uh, generate more humanitarian releases without any quid pro quo in return, uh, the ground strike is likely to be uh, delayed. And there's also uh, some lack of trust between the between Netanyahu, President Prime Minister Netanyahu, and the IDF. Uh, he's trying to create a narrative that to absolve himself of responsibility when the investigations start after the war ends and he's and he and his uh, allies are pushing a line all the time that the army can't be trusted because they got us into this mess yeah totally trying to create a narrative that absolves him from any responsibility and of course that also is delaying the uh, invasion because he de- the army doesn't trust him and he doesn't trust the army that's the bottom line but he is effectively the commander-in-chief they act uh, at his behest what is that? What is the level of distrust or the growing distrust between the army? No, and we're the not a presidential. We're not a presidential system. Uh, he's the prime minister. It's not like the U.S. where the where the president is the commander right, in chief. Right. Right. The 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 the, uh, the, the prime the, the cabinet the the cabinet headed by the prime minister. Uh, sets out the general goals, what they want the army to, and the army then just does it. It's not like a, it's not quite the same as a, as 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 a commander in chief like, like an American president. So yeah. uh, the army is saying we're ready to go, let us go. Uh, 
the government uh, is delaying things, as I said before, partly because of the, the, they want to see how if there'll be any more humanitarian uh, re uh, captive releases. It's not a prisoner exchange because Israel's not giving anything. It's humanitarian release of women and children. Uh, so far, women. Uh, prim it seems to be primarily those who have some kind of dual citizenship as well as the Israeli, uh, yeah. as, as well as being Israelis. And as long as this is going on, any ground strike could impact this. And so this is causing the delay. But there is also... Uh, a lot of leaks in the local, in the, in the Israeli media from reliable sources that it's clear that, uh, that Netanyahu and, and, and his, uh, extremist allies do not trust the idea of high command. I'm asking this, Jonathan, entirely parenthetically. Is, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu who, uh, is, is, is governing with a very fractured coalition government, putting himself at the vulnerability of an ousting, uh, or even a coup? Um, Again, I'm asking this parenthetically. If you don't have the details no, for it, that's okay. I personally do not think, you know, m most people here disagree with me still, and I say still. I personally have been, have been saying for well over two, three years that we could be headed for a coup, irrespective of the wall. Right. Just the whole thing with the judicial reform and what was happening. Uh Already the army had said long before the war, when we had the judicial uh, reform crisis, that if the uh, government goes, uh, does not, does not uh, honor a, a ruling by the Supreme Court, they will back the Supreme Court, not the government. Yeah. All the security services have made this very clear. Uh, there's only one meaning to that. You can figure it out yourself. Um, given the fact that the government is just not functioning, they just haven't got their act together. They're 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 they're, 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 they're it's, it's 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 bigger than them. It's not that these guys are out of their depth. They're ten miles offshore, yeah. including Netanyahu. He's lost it. The ministers don't. They're running around like headless chickens. They yeah. don't know where they, they're. Nothing is functioning. You know, everything is the civil society is having to pick up the slack, raise funds. They they're saying they'll 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 they relocate people from the northern border and the southern border to prevent more captives and kidnapping in case something breaks on the northern border. And then 24 hours later, they say no, we're not because there's no empty hotel rooms. Then the Ministry of Tourism says yes, we do have you know they don't know what they're doing. They just lost it. Yeah, they've uh, lost the plot. There has been over the last five six days increasing outcry from uh, humanitarian organizations around the world that they're struggling to get into Gaza to uh, provide humanitarian support and humanitarian aid, life-saving uh, humanitarian aid. Um, has there been uh, at least internal conversations about opening up the gridlock uh, within, into it's Gaza? Open, it's open already. Today, a huge convoy entered the southern part of the Gaza Strip where Israel said, where Israel told the people to leave the northern part and go yeah. to the southern part near Rafiach. And uh, the border crossing to Egypt at Rafiach is open and a large convoy uh, from Egypt entered the, Gaza, the southern Gaza Strip today after being carefully checked uh, by uh, Israeli troops at the, at the checkpoint to make sure that uh, no arms or weapons or anything else were, were being smuggled in and that it was only humanitarian assistance. That's the trucks are probably unloading their, their, uh, uh, their goods as we speak. They went in today and the border crossing will remain open and there is a, uh, a roadmap in place. 
that is now being implemented to get to humanitarian assistance via the Rafah, Rafiah cross point between Gaza and Egypt. So yeah. that seems to be happening. Right. Give us a call, 086-000-2032, I'm in conversation with Israeli journalist Jonathan Schwartz. We continue the show on the other side of the short break. Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. 23 minutes after 10 o'clock, you're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. There's ongoing conflict uh, in Gaza. Uh, Jonathan Swartz, a journalist based in Israel, uh, tells us that humanitarian aid has been flowing into the south of Gaza today uh, as the, uh, the the border entry between Egypt and, 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 and Gaza, Gaza has been opened. Uh, there's free-flowing, at least flow inward-flowing traffic of humanitarian aid trucks that are being carefully uh, searched uh, by, by Israeli uh, Defense Force uh, personnel. Uh, and But the Israeli Defense Force is also gearing up specifically for a ground invasion. Um, Jonathan, before we move on to the, pecu- the the specifics of the ground invasion and, and unpacking that minutiae, just perhaps still on humanitarian uh, aid and at least the inflow thereof uh, into Gaza, uh, what do we know about uh, the humanitarian aid packages that are arriving? Do we know it specifically to be food and water? Do we know it specifically to be medicinal? Does that come along with uh, petrol and petroleum and diesel, because that also has been at large shortage and there's no electricity in Gaza uh, due to the Israel, uh, Israeli government having cut that off. Uh, there's been threats of the Internet having been cut off. Uh, and, of course, water supply uh, into Gaza has also been cut off. Has that also resumed and been made available as part of uh, the humanitarian agreement? The humanitarian agreement covers all basic humanitarian needs. It doesn't go into any specifics, but it covers what's called humanitarian assistance. The nature of, you know, one can assume just by the nature of the beast that that includes food, water, medical supplies, uh, tents possibly for the, you know, to how temporarily house the people who've left their homes in the northern part of Gaza and other basic humanitarian needs. Yeah. They haven't gone into any details what is what is included, but one can assume that that it's a fairly comprehensive uh, package of whatever would be, you know, appropriate humanitarian assistance under these circumstances. Yeah, uh, let's then move on to the ground invasion. Um, has the Israeli Defense Force, with its hundred and seventy thousand uh, large personnel, announced uh, exactly w- w- uh, how many personnel are going to? Of course, these seem to be military tactics, and it's unlikely that we'd have that kind of information. But do we have an idea of the extent of how big the ground invasion would be? Um, so, the, actually, the IDF is bigger than that. I think the IDF today is between a quarter of them. If all the reservists are called up, I think the IDF has about 300,000 people when all when the entire reserve, when every reserve unit is called up. They haven't called up the entire army yet. They've called up a large portion of it. I think the, I think the IDF is probably fielding at the moment uh, about uh, half to two-thirds of its, of, of its overall strength. Uh, I can check the numbers while we're talking if you want. Um, obviously, they're not getting into any details of, uh, of, the, of, of the tactics, but from past experience, we have a pretty good idea of, of, of what's going to happen. There will probably be uh, invasion from, uh, from 
the, the, the eastern part of Gaza, the border with Israel, uh, and going towards the sea, the idea being to cut the Gaza Strip in two uh, and then uh, go uh, in depth in the northern part, which is where Ham the, the Hamas military uh, uh, infrastructure is uh, concentrated and just uh, wipe it out. That's the tent. Could there be airborne landings as well? Very possibly. If they want to make some, you know, special ops forces could be helicoptered uh, in specific locations to take out high-value targets. There could also be an invasion from the sea. We could possibly see, uh, see uh, a two-pronged invasion, uh, heavy land forces, infantry and armor coming from the east, and uh, amphibious force uh, uh, coming from the West. It's, Israel has the capability, so uh, you know all the options are on the table. Yeah, what we're witnessing, I mean, even the language that they use, wipe it out, right, is, is, is language that political scholars are saying the behavior in the language is approximating closer and closer towards a genocide. In fact, many are arguing it has reached uh, the level of a genocide, and that what is happening at the moment is a genocide. There's the possibility and eventuality that investigations into genocide and war crimes will be will be uh, will be at least carried out against uh, the IDF and Netanyahu. Evidence, of course, of that is being collected as the uh, violence is ongoing. Surely that yes. means something to the Israeli government and the Israeli Defense Force. That is psychological warfare that has no factual basis. The closest thing we've seen to genocidal, I'm not saying genocide because having close to 2,000 mostly civilians killed in horrific circumstances, which are, you know, what, you know, what I can, you know, what the pictures that have been released by the Israeli forensics, uh, uh, unit, the official forensics unit of the Israeli police, who's responsible for identifying all the bodies. And part of the reason that, that the count is going so slowly is that the bodies were burned so badly, it's incredibly difficult to uh, to identify them because the DNA is so degraded, it's it's that's why it's taking so long, and in, we're seeing a lot of cases. And if the SABC wants, I can provide uh, your internet with 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 with, with authentic authenticated videos yeah. from the IDF spokesman's unit, showing uh, and 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 the forensics, uh, the head of the forensics in Tel Aviv, that they've actually seen. They showed pictures today of 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 what. It took them three days to identify it because they were burnt beyond recognition. They finally discovered, you know, figured out, they were able to figure out using advanced, uh, you know, high-tech uh, medical devices that there was a father and his, and his infant son who were burnt alive after being tied up. Yeah. So I think if any, anyone has committed genocidal attacks, it's not, it's not the IDF. Uh, and, uh, and that is why Israel is getting so much, you know, support even from the EU, which is normally not that pro-Israel, one could say, well, the US always supports Israel. Not always. This is not a, this is a democratic administration. But even the key EU countries, which have been very critical of Israel in the past, uh, are saying, you know, this went beyond any bounds. The fact that the IDF for several days didn't do anything and just said to the people, please leave the northern part so you don't get caught up in the crossfire, you can't, when when when, uh, when a combatant is telling the civilian population, you you know, we're giving you as much time as you need, or we're trying to give as much time as you need to evacuate. To call that genocide, you know, that that's that's psychological warfare. Some of the this evidence is coming out of 
some of the evidence that's being relied on by uh, human rights watch groups around the world, including uh, the United Nations, uh, for that matter, um, points to very specific incidents, right? Very specific strikes and actions, such as the bombing of the hospital uh, late last week, for instance, or to, to in the middle of last week. Um, they point to that specifically being genocidal and in contravention, but they also make reference to the language of the IDF, right? Uh, where the commander or the general says, we want to wipe them out. Th- that sort of language yes. uh, fits into the political uh, the political definition of what a, a, yes. a, a genocide is. Right. Okay, the, regarding the hospital, it has been proven beyond a shadow of doubt that it was a jihadi, not even Hamas, was a jihadic Islamic, uh, the smaller uh, organization in Gaza, Islamic Jihad. It was one of their rockets that misfired and hit the Gaza and, and hit the hospital, and that has been proven conclusively. There well, isn't when, one when, reputable intelligence agency in the world. When, when was that, Including uh, from Jonathan? Oh, for the last several days already. I mean, photographs have been released. The Joe Biden, President Biden, when he was here, saw the evidence and said, you guys didn't do it. It was done by the other team. The, every single but NATO even that, even, intelligence even that, agency. Even that evidence that Joe Biden was reliant on is disputed. No, it's not. Sorry, it's not. That's clear. There are photographs showing the launch and the Musa landing on the hospital. I mean, now there are clear photographs. Of I mean, the, some, the, some, of, the, some of the, the evidence that some of the evidence that's being evaluated and being relied on tracks the rocket very specifically to not have come from within Gaza. No, the so far all the evidence that has been accepted by the vast majority of the of the world's reputable intelligence agencies is that it was a, a there is a tape record. Part of the evidence is a tape record is a recorded. A conversation that the end, the American NSA pick, picked up between two senior Hamas uh, officials talking about the fact that it was a, a jihad Islamic rocket that was fired, but they're going to blame Israel. And the, and the Americans have this on tape. Well, that evidence still remains disputed, even at the level of intelligence organizations. But we're going to have and to leave it there. Even Jonathan. the BBC, even the New York Times and the BBC, were not known for their, shall we say, pro-Israeli views, have admitted that they made a mistake the way they initially covered it and have apologized. Well, now, when the New York been, Times and the BBC say we got it wrong, I think we can assume what happened. Yeah, I mean, the BBC has been getting it wrong a lot, uh, even uh, with regards to. Uh, in, in, in their defensive reporting of the Israeli Defense Force. But we're going to have to leave it there. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for this evening. Thanks a lot for your time, Jonathan Schwartz, a journalist based in Israel. Taking your reactions, give me a call, 86 We're going to take a break on the other side of this.